You're listening to Seeking Change, the podcast where industry collaborates on eco-efficient minerals and made possible by our visionary sponsors. In today's episode of the 2020 Seek Medal Insight series, Seek CEO Alison Keogh interviews Simon Hilly of Eldorado Gold and Mark Adams of Metso Utatec after the presentation of the 2020 Seek Medal to Winners for Outstanding Work. The conversation focuses on energy and water efficient minerals, how we innovate, important drivers of change, and key factors to help commercialize and scale more eco-efficient mineral processing. Listen to leaders' views inside the industry who are accelerating greener minerals and why they think collaboration is important. Joining me here are Mark Adams from Metso Urutec and Simon Healy, both in Vancouver after the medal presentation. And I've just got one question to both of you, um, because I think that you guys are really well positioned to answer this. We touched on with the medal winners today about what the future might look at in terms of um, five or 10 years with more disruptive combination and breakage approaches. What do you think could be the disruptive breakage approaches of the future we have, you know, a lot of discussion and good work being done on microwave technologies, high voltage pulse and seg, cell frag style breakage, conjugate anvil hammer mill, um, even concentrated solar thermal. What do you think are some of those really disruptive technologies that could potentially make their way through the commercialization steps and really change the game in mining and processing? I don't think there's uh, any one um, strong leader at this point in time um, in, in those technologies. Really, what's limiting, I think, a step change in energy efficiency is, is around classification, and in particular, dry classification. And, and, and from the paper that just won the medal, you'll see that once you have to bring everything back and, and add water, and once we don't concentrate on the water efficiency side of things, we go back to a very simple approach of what we've always done and what we always know. So there's no real limitation around dry grinding. We understand that, but there's limitations around uh, dry classification that in a minerals business, particularly precious metals, becomes a lot more difficult. Um, and then that, that separation beyond the classification piece still needs some work. Um, so for me, I think that the next uh, biggest roadblock is actually understanding how we can do that differently or improve it so that then we can look at a more concentrated stream, pre-concentrated, if you like, leading to the next process down the, down the pathway. Mark? Yeah, well, I agree with Simon. I won't speak to those specific technologies you mentioned, Alison. I think all of them have a lot of good potential. Um, I think one of the things to keep in mind from a, from a technology development uh, point of view is in mining in particular, it does take quite a long time to commercialize and have a technology become mainstream. I mean, in many cases, we've seen that be 30, 40 years. It could be someone's entire career before a technology goes from, you know, we take microwave, as you say, as an example, very early in its, in its journey right now. It may be, you know, the end of my career before we actually see that be something that's taken on. The same with ore sorting. We see a lot of positive feedback on sorting. This paper is a great example. It has a lot of potential, but still not adopted mainstream. I would argue only in the last 10 years have we really seen stirred milling become more mainstream. 
and that's been around for 30, 40 years already. So I guess where, where I'm going with this is it's, it is always important to look at these disruptive, uh, game-changing technologies, but it's equally important to focus on um, incremental improvements because we add those up over the timeframes we're talking about, and you might be further ahead implementing a number of incremental improvements after 10 or 20 or 30 years, then you would be waiting for that game changer. So I think I think it's really important both for uh, mine operators as well as technology companies to really be looking at it from both those aspects because of the, the timeframes that we deal with. Fantastic. So, so for now, getting perhaps some of those technologies uh, like, you know, smart blasting and in-pit uh, screening and sorting and, you know, in-pit conveying and, and more energy efficient comminution approaches and classification are actually really important added together um, and pre-concentration by the sounds of it. Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, that there's still the known knowns, there's limitations. The, the two things that we're hitting up against um, in, in the, you know, in the mineral sector is that the high grade deposits aren't necessarily available. So what that's forcing is a lower grade, higher tonnage approach in order to actually extract sufficient metal to actually pay for the process. So that needs to be combated again using these technologies such as ore sorting and other things. Using... Um, in-pit crushing conveying uh, where possible. However, the designs uh, and how we design mines needs to fundamentally change also in order for that to be an, an effective tool um, other than in a few very uh, isolated cases. So I think we, we have a good understanding of what the current capabilities are, but we get limited when we get to very high volumes um, and low-grade deposits and, and that is essentially the challenge that we're really talking about in SEEK with regards to the energy required to actually extract the metal. And, and you know, we have um, have that challenge in front of us and, and I think um, SEEK helps to bring light to what the best opportunities are to uh, improve. But like Mike, Mark said, the, um, the road to technology adoption is extremely slow in mineral processing. 30 years is a very long time um, to bring something from another industry into, into the mainstream of mineral process. So it's a very, very salient point. Fantastic. Is there anything else you would really, that you're really passionate about that you'd like to share before I move on to Peter and Brian to get the mining side? Putting you on the well, spot here. <laughs> from, from my perspective, I think um, there is a natural evolution, you know, um, for SEEK and mineral processes in general to be also just as responsible about energy, but be as responsible about water and do use a phenomenal amount of water, a lot of it recycled, but still a phenomenal amount of water in our processes. And we need to respect that and look at ways to reduce that and understand that on a different level. And, you know, I, I think uh, bringing, as SEEK has brought, uh, a spotlight to um, energy and communication. I think we also need to equally bring a spotlight um, so that we can start to think for new ideas and, and bring innovation into the use of watering in, in our process. Yeah, I think something that's that's been on my mind uh, quite a bit recently, and it, it goes back to this time frame for technology adoption, is really, you know, we can try to solve um, that time frame. I mean, I guess there's there aren't a lot of ways we can solve it, but I think the one that that really is on my mind is is the culture within the industry. 
And you look at, I think if, if we look at other industries that are out there, and you know, as Simon said, you know, other industries can adopt technology much faster than we can. And it, it goes to both the nature of how we build a mine and, and the complexities in that, uh, but it also goes to, to culture and uh, you know, how we take uh, calculated risks and those types of things and the attitude we have around taking those risks and empowering people to come up with those new ideas and, and try to implement them. I think the culture shift is really what um, what's needed if we're gonna if we're gonna make some of these changes in a shorter time frame, and you know tying it into why we're here today. I think Seek is a great organization, a great example of an organization that can help foster that culture within the industry. So these types of venues for awarding people for 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 making these kind of improvements, doing things that others aren't, both on an individual level and a company level. I think it's fantastic, and this is the kind of thing we need to be able to bring these technologies uh, to commercialization faster. Thanks very much, Mark, and thanks, Simon. Fantastic. Really appreciate your insights, and um, thanks for your time. Thanks for listening, and we hope you found value and ideas from this episode. Your voice can also help us to expand the conversation and actions around eco-efficient mineral processing. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a positive rating or even write a quick review on Google or Apple iTunes. If you'd like to stay informed and involved, you can tap into our free resources at our website, seekthefuture.org. That's C-E-E-C-thefuture.org. You can subscribe to our monthly Seek News, which also lets you know new podcasts, videos and events. And you can join our visionary sponsors, just email admin, at seekthefuture.org. Thank you.